Hi, welcome to the Accelerate podcast. I'm Michael Minnie, and I'm here with Jeff Maston. Thanks for having me. And we're part of the Microsoft Services team in Canada. So I'm glad you're with me here today, Jeff, because I want to talk a little bit about artificial intelligence. So one of the things that I've heard clients say, or organizations that I've talked to, is that they'll think of AI as being maybe an aspirational goal, and it, it's out there as something that they want to strive toward, but well, I'm way too immature organizationally, whether it's from a technology foundation or a, or, or a structural foundation, to even think about artificial intelligence. Mm -hmm. i got too many problems that i got to figure out right now. Yeah. Is that accurate or is that a safe, is, is, that, a, is that a fair assessment or is, is there a different approach? Yeah, I mean, I, I certainly, um, I wouldn't say that there's a wrong, necessarily a wrong approach. I think there's, uh, there is some new skill sets that an organization would have to ramp up on to okay. be, you know, to really kind of drive a ton of value in multiple different use cases. However, I will say that you can easily start small and be very, very, very effective. Okay. Um, and I think uh, a lot of this technology is getting to the point where it's it's more and more plug and play versus mm. like some really heavy, you know, it's not like you need to hire a data scientist tomorrow to kind of get your first use case off the ground. So I think, oh, okay. I think, yeah, be you know eyes wide open, kind of coming into it. But I think um, I think you could be very effective with the right use case and kind of get a foundation in place to to get started. And good enough is usually good enough and it still could drive a ton of value. Okay, so how could you, just because you mentioned that, could you give me maybe an example of say a, a use case that you've seen an organization do as a, as a starting point to mm -hmm. say, okay, to get our feet wet, so to speak, sure. and to, to build off of that. The, an example uh, you could use. Yeah, the, the one I see all over, and, mm -hmm. this, and this can go across industries, doesn't matter what vertical you're in, um, but just think about getting access to data. So okay. whether you've got a specific job aid to, to, to look at or refer to to kind of get something done within an organization, whether it be a banking job aid of how to open up a bank account or yeah. some operational procedures on how to, you know, start and stop a piece of machinery, for example, or even a medical procedure mm -hmm. for whatever. There's, there's a ton of just job aids out there or just mm -hmm. general information. It can be as high level as HR information about, you right. know, what's the travel and expense policy. What we've been doing for years around all those things is, is when we train new staff mm -hmm. or we get, we're trying to ramp people to be productive in the organization, we've, you know, we, and we're doing this today and we continue to do it is we'll, we'll, you know, we'll clean up the document a little bit more and we'll, we'll, we'll move it from Excel to Word or we'll mm -hmm. create, you know, new formats or we'll, we'll put it in a new repository and we'll add a new search kind of thing <laughs> on it. But the problem still exists is that I might not know exactly what document I'm looking for. I might not know exactly what spot in the document that I'm looking for. And this is a perfect spot to start for AI because okay. it can ingest all of those knowledge sources. So think about just looking at a bunch of sources, whether it be databases and documents and Excel files and PDF documents and so forth, and basically democratize that data mm -hmm. to say, hey, just tell me what you're looking for and I'll go and find the section in document five that you're really looking for. That is a beautiful place to start because there's no risk there. Right. I am just unlocking what I already have. Right, because yeah, because most organizations, I'm just thinking about traditionally how, how we've thought about this. Right, most people would say, oh my gosh, we want to we improve, um, let's just take the HR example. We want to make sure that our employees have access to the latest information. You're right. So traditionally what we've done is said, okay, well, let's now 
get a team together who can pull together all the information or from all the various sources and rationalize it and go through and right, clean up the document. Create or, a new website. <laughs> right, do all that stuff. And that's yeah. traditionally how organizations have gone about that, right? And invariably, um, invariably it fails, right? <laughs> or it, or it, it happens where someone says, yeah. we're wasting too much time doing this, forget it. Um, so this, so that's interesting. So this sort of, this takes away all of that manual work and that stuff that is so frustrating to do. Mm-hmm. It sort of takes that and then it, it uses what the technology is good at, which is ingesting all that information, churning through it, all that stuff that, tech, frankly, technology is really good at doing, that humans aren't very good at doing, mm-hmm. and it does it for you. Oh, that's very interesting. I guess the key then for that is that an organization would learn from that, right? So they would say, okay, we do this. Like you say, it's safe because it's probably it's an internal thing to start mm-hmm. off with. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you start to develop, like you say, develop that muscle internally as an organization about how you're going to leverage AI and where it works, what worked, what didn't work, and then you could start to apply that to other use cases. Is that kind of the way it would go? Yeah, they, they, they're kind of thinking of it as a, uh, like an internal concierge, right? So mm-hmm. you'd have an internal virtual agent that would know, you know, maybe based on your role, so we can put some, some walls in place so that, you know, if you're in operations, maybe you don't, you know, kind of bleed the line into mm-hmm. HR and so forth. But, I mean, the basic idea is you'd have one place to go, you'd be able to speak in your own natural language, and you let the AI kind of figure out what document, what source, and where that thing is. And then the, the, the greatest thing about this as well, come back to your point about it's just a daunting thing to even start the project mm-hmm. in the first place. The mm-hmm. greatest thing about this type of use case I'm talking about is you just leave everything where it is. So the right. beauty of this technology is that, you know, you're not going to have to go ahead and, you know, rationalize a bunch of documents and clean it all up. You basically just leave it in the format and you leave it in the place where it is and then let AI kind of make sense of that, right? And that's really why I'm saying good enough can get you a okay. lot of value Determine, you know, thinking about the right use case to start with. Okay. So let me, okay, let me take that a step further and say, does this mean, does this mean, Mr. Jeff Masson, that I no longer need to worry about Architecture anymore? All of that, all that stuff that for forever now, um, IT folks and business folks have been focusing on about building proper data structures and um, uh, you know fancy architectural diagrams to make sure everything works right. Does that mean now with AI, I don't have to worry about any of that stuff anymore? Architecture's at the window. That's a loaded question, Mike. <laughs> uh... There's there's certainly some elements of architecture. That, I think that will always uh, be a place. Okay. Um, I will say that these services that I'm talking about are are, are PaaS based services, so okay. platform as a service, meaning I've I've extracted the complexities of architecture yep. Yep. away from the actual solution. So there's mm-hmm. there's there's much less that you have to be worried about. Um, okay. Things like scalability, and security, and all those things are kind of baked in, right? So right, right, right. So that's that's one thing. Um, I think the second one is. Um, you know, I, I think what will happen with this technology and what I'm seeing um, in day-to-day use cases and, and customers that are trying this specific use case is that the way of they deal, they the way they solve that problem before, which is you know a better, cleaner document and a better spot and a better now they're solving the problem completely differently. So there's there there that can actually get sunsetted over time because since I've given all the data to the AI. 
you know, the AI is now self-learning and self-cleansing, and it will now just sit in the AI engine. Now I don't have to worry about all those other repositories. So I've even seen it to the extent that customers will decommission websites because they find customers are not going there anymore because they found asking the virtual agent way quicker and more efficient. So they'll never go back to the web. So I'm seeing there's a shift, right? Is this is a shift happening? It's more of a you know revolution and evolution, but we're seeing now that the, the benefits that they can get out of having that, they can now start making infrastructure a lot simpler. But it's not okay. So let me ask let me ask this question as a follow up to that. And it's a very basic question. But but it's not going to it's not going to correct incorrect information. So for example, let's just let's just say Let's go with the HR example. Mm -hmm. So the the question is, um, someone says, how long, um, how much vacation do I have, or how much vacation am I entitled to? And if somewhere in some document someone has said you're entitled to 52 weeks a year of vacation, <laughs> AI is not going to solve that problem by correcting that answer. Right. Correct. That's right. Yeah. I okay. mean, it's it's as it's as as smart as the information that it gets. Okay. Um, it can reason across that stuff better and better with interactions, but as far as the actual, call it end answer that it brings right. back, will still be the one that you've given it in the beginning. Got it. So it's so in that sense. So I know this is sort of a basic example, but right, you still need to, still that elements of those foundational things. You still need to have quality data. Yeah. Well, <laughs> and, I was trying still to. Need to right. Yeah, I was trying to teach it to give me a bigger expense policy, but that never seemed to work. Uh, but I did okay. try. Um, okay. All right. Fair <laughs> enough. Okay. Yeah. Okay. No, and, and I think the other part of that that's interesting is is um, what you will learn out of this. Because if I use job aids specifically, we, we sit back with a bunch of sub, you know, subject matter experts and we try to come up with a document that we give to our employees that says, here's how you get your job done. Here's how, you know, you effectively do certain tasks. Mm -hmm. and, and we create those documents and we curate them and we update them and so forth. Um, but unless you're sitting right beside that person, sometimes you miss a lot of valuable stuff. And what I mean by that is you might miss the questions that are being asked that you think you're in a document, but maybe you don't actually even have an answer for. Mm, so okay. how do you how do you update a document? The only way you, you do know, that, yeah. you don't even know, right? And yeah. so through AI and this kind of use case around knowledge, and we call it a knowledge agent, yeah, is yeah. that you'll actually see through sentiment analysis uh, okay. uh, where I can detect whether or not I actually gave a proper answer or I never had an answer for a great question potentially. And so we can do this, and when I mentioned earlier about this continual kind of, you know, the AI gets smarter is that It'll understand the questions that, that don't have answers, and we can continually evolve it now. So now you know exactly what's missing, and you can incorporate that back into the AI, and it'll get smarter and smarter uh, I get over it. time. Okay. So you can do this yeah. kind of like flywheel of continual yeah. improvement over time. So let me, let, me ask, let me ask this question. It's a little, little bit off topic, but I, I know you used the word sentiment analysis. So I want to make sure I understand what that, what that means. And... There's a couple other terms that people use all the time, and I want to make sure that, that I'm clear on what they are. So you talk about our cognitive services, mm -hmm. and you talk about things like natural language processing. And I think I know what that is, but maybe if you could explain that just a little bit more, what, that, what does that mean? First of all, let's start with sentiment analysis. Yeah. What, what do you yeah. mean by that? Yeah, so, so these are just, you know, I'm going to just boil it down simply to, to fancy algorithms in the cloud okay. so that... that can detect and, and do certain things in okay. a general sense, right? Mm -hmm. um, if we look at sentiment analysis specifically, um, you know, if I raised my voice or if I cursed at you, mm -hmm. um, you would understand on the other side of the table that 
perhaps I'm upset. Yeah. Um, that's kind of what sentiment analysis does, but the but the computer can actually pick up on that. So oh, I see. if I'm sounding frustrating and I'm writing a frustrating kind of query, or my voice raises, or I use kind of the wrong words, mm -hmm. um, you know, the machine can actually pick up on that and detect negative sentiment and actually ah, score those. That says, "Wow, Mike must be very upset." And in an AI world, we can actually teach it to do certain things based on the result of picking up negative sentiment. Um, you okay, know, I, so okay, yeah. so that would be like, so if you have a bunch of, if you're using this, say in a, say a help desk or a call center connotation, you would then be able to say, oh my gosh, we have all kinds of, whenever this topic comes up, oh my gosh, look at how bad the scores or how negative the sentiment is. Hmm, something's wrong here. We got to right. we got to fix something. Yeah. Popular, yeah, exactly. So the popular use case would be in a call center is that. You know, once my customer, let's say, is calling in and they're maybe interacting with a virtual agent, mm -hmm. you know, fit the text negative sentiment, we can do, you know, we can, instead of sending them down the unhappy path, we can <laughs> put them down the happy path, which is, you know, maybe I bring in a live body because we just... It's did, not going you know, well. <laughs> yeah, we just decided that it's okay. better to talk to Bob um, to kind Got of get it. your thing, you know, kind of settled. Um, Okay. But yeah, that's that's oh, okay. I mean, specific to sentiment analysis. But okay, and you also mentioned language processing. Yeah, language processing. Yeah, so just like sentiment analysis, another very highly complex algorithm um, that that really kind of detects your meaning and your intent. So if I said to you, Mike, what's the weather like tomorrow? Um, you would say, oh, okay, Jeff's wondering about the weather tomorrow, and you'd kind of tell me back what the weather is like. Same sort of concept, except that the machine is smart enough to understand based on the keywords and how I've kind of said it and how it's kind of stitched together in a sentence. It's smart enough to detect that, wow, weather, key variable, mm -hmm. what's it like, and tomorrow, and by stitching those together, I must mean that I'm asking what the weather's like tomorrow. Uh, and so okay. this algorithm is able to kind of decipher those words, stitch them together, and go, oh, Jeff's wondering what the weather's like tomorrow. So it's switching around that idea that in the past I would have had to know exactly how to ask the question that that the computer understands say oh I need to you know SQL or something. I need to a structured query language specific to say command right yeah. I need to remember the command otherwise oh, I'm not going to get the right answer so what this is doing is sort of like you say switching that around to say no 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 you just speak how you normally would and the computer will do the work or the AI will do the work of turning mm -hmm. that into something that it understands exactly uh, exactly. Okay. Interesting. Okay. Um, so just to wrap up this topic, um, what advice would you give to an organization that um, hasn't done anything in AI um, but wants to, sees the potential, doesn't really know where to start or what to do? How do they go about even getting educated or up to speed on what what the possibilities are. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, the education part, I mean, certainly, um, and I think we spoke about it earlier, is that there, there's a ton of resources out there around AI specifically. I mean, we, Microsoft, obviously, we put a lot of, yeah. you know, literature out there and kind of direction and we have ton, tons of information. However, it can be a little bit overwhelming as, yeah. as well, right? Um, I, I think is, uh, my advice would be, you know, definitely don't get, you know, don't be scared to start. I think, the longer you wait, the less value you're going to get out of it. You know, you, you, you want to start with something. And I and, and don't strive for perfection. Strive okay. for good enough. Right, right. Um, and start with a use case that potentially has, uh, you know, less risk. Right. Uh, that has very well-defined kind of bookends on what it's going to do. 
And then even, like I say, even the smallest use case of AI kind of sets some of your foundational pieces up right. so that you can then expand um, so it's not reinventing all the time. And the knowledge places, you know, that was a great example because that has no risk, drives a ton of value, but you set up yourself for different use cases. So I think, you know, guidance is, you know, don't, don't be scared. Yeah. Good enough is good enough. And, uh, yeah, and just get started. Excellent. Okay, great to hear. Thanks, Mike. So thank you for listening to the Accelerate podcast. I'm Michael Mitty here with Jeff Maston, and we look forward to hearing your comments and feedback. So please follow us on our social channels and stay tuned for more episodes. Thank you.